emotional unavailability, let me say it real clear, means that the person in front of you, whether business, platonic, romantic, friendship, family, means they are not able to meet your needs. Emotional unavailability means the person that you are interfacing with, relationing with, they are not able to meet your needs. Many of those listening to this show, listening to this episode, have never had their needs met. You haven't met your own needs, nor have you ever had the expectation for very long, the true expectation that anyone can meet your needs. And if you've been in self-help long enough, you may have been told that you don't have needs. We don't need anything. Those statements work when you have already understood how to take care of yourself. Because if we're going with the whole theory that I don't have any needs, and you are someone who is perpetually overgiven in relationships, which is the type of person who frequently ends up in unavailable situations, where you are self-sacrificing, where you are Googling, is he or is she a narcissist? When you are asking yourself, why am I drained all the time and this person doesn't seem to care as much about me as I do about them? Hey, Sensitive Dreamers, this is Leela, a musical podcast all about believing in your dreams. And I'm your host, Lalita. If you haven't had a chance yet, I highly encourage you to leave a five-star review on your platform of choice. This lets me know that you are loving the content and it helps me create even better content and better stories moving forward. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hello, party people. Hello, everybody. Lalita here with a brand new episode of Leela, a musical podcast all about believing in your dreams and really, really, really at the root of it, believing in yourself, who you are and your purpose, what you are truly here to live and to do, right? Today's episode is going to be the second part of a many-part series about relationships and particularly emotional unavailability. So if you are someone listening to this series, you're so excited, ready to jump into episode number two on this series. Amazing, amazing, amazing. But for those of you who maybe don't know what it is that I'm speaking to, today's episode is particularly important. Every episode is. This one's really important. This is for folks, if you are someone who has been in and out of relationships where you feel like you're drained, where you feel like you keep dating, marrying, meeting the wrong people. But more than that, it deeply impacts and it deeply negates what your work is in the world. So you may find that you have financial difficulty as a result. Maybe you've had to move apartments, sell your house. You've been so emotionally distraught at different points that you haven't been able to work or to launch your show or to write that book or to even reach out to friends. Maybe you've been severely depressed at different points because of your relationships, whether they're platonic or whether they're business. You might find that relationships have been a really, really, really big sore spot. Or you might be someone who has done a million Google searches on how to date unavailable men, how to make the unavailable man love you or the unavailable person love you, or is he a narcissist or is this person toxic? Maybe you're one of those who got here by way of Google. Thank you, Mr. Google. This is what I'm not here to do today in this episode. I am not here to tell you 
how to date an unavailable person. I'm not here to tell you how to make it work with an unavailable person. Crap, I'm not even here to tell you all the signs and the lists of all the people who are 200% unavailable just in case you do not know. Because if you've listened to the first episode of this entire series, which go back and listen to that, go back and watch that, I teach you how to know what you're looking at even with your eyes closed based on how you feel, the allergy theory, the nut theory. Go check it out, right? My real intention in this is someone who has spent multiple decades in and out of relationships that did not serve me. My goal in this is to help you see your way through and out of whatever relational struggle you're currently in, not with or because of the other person, which is probably not what it is that you want to hear in this moment, and that's okay. I'm here to meet you where you are at, to see you where you are at, to invite you to meet me halfway and see that who you are is so beautiful and so prosperous and who you truly are, not just what you're experiencing, who you truly are in this life and in your potential is so grand and so meaningful as a person, a creative with a purpose, even if you don't see that today, that the things that you're doing, the people that you're engaging with are actually taking away from that. So I'm here to help you today to define what is emotional unavailability, right? I'm helping you to understand why emotional unavailability in relationships, if you are someone where relationships have frequently gotten in the way of you bringing your work to the world, living your purpose, bringing your voice, feeling confident in what you're here to do. Because remember, Leela, this show is all about creatives with a higher purpose. You're here because you know you have a higher purpose. Even if you don't yet know what it is, if you feel compelled to share, to speak, to sing, to bring, to serve others, even if you're not clear yet what that exactly looks like, you're my people. So if relationships are getting in the way of that once, twice, a hundred times, I'm here to help you understand the real cost of that, okay? I'm also going to help you understand, just give you some examples of who's unavailable, right? Because sometimes, especially in spiritual communities, especially in self-help, spirituality, religion, and even just recovery, there's a lot of different undertones in these different communities, particularly geared towards women identifying, where there's this glorification of us staying, all the stories in different 12-step groups that I've been a part of that I frequently have heard are all about the rider dies, the women who stayed through it all, and they got the thing at the end, right? The person stayed with them. They finally did it. Can you believe it? Ah, applause. But is that really what we're going for, y'all? Is that really the gem at the end? We just want them to stay. I'd like to give you some stories and context for people where it's all right to leave, it's all right to change. Now, if you are in a severe, abusive situation, leaving may not be the smartest or most strategic move for you in this moment, and I recognize that. So this is specifically for people whose lives are not in danger, where they are not having hands physically laid upon them. That's important to make a distinction about. So let's dive into it. And... Remember, we're all in this together, my people. We're in this together. Lila is all about 
divine place. So we're not going to take this too seriously, but I also want you to take it seriously enough to understand the impact that this is having on your life. Let's dive in. What is emotional unavailability? A mentor of mine recently asked me that. We had this really candid discussion and she said to me, you know, Lalita, what is emotional unavailability? Now with all my research, with all my insisting, I dated all these people that were emotionally unavailable. You would think I could have provided an immediate definition as to what that was. The reality is I wasn't able to. It was only after I sat with her that I realized, what does it really mean? And this is, I think, the gap in a lot of this. Emotional unavailability, let me say it real clear, means that the person in front of you, whether business, platonic, romantic, friendship, family, means they are not able to meet your needs. Emotional unavailability means... The person that you are interfacing with, relationing with, they are not able to meet your needs. Many of those listening to this show, listening to this episode, have never had their needs met. You haven't met your own needs, nor have you ever had the expectation for very long, the true expectation that anyone can meet your needs. And if you've been in self-help long enough, you may have been told that you don't have needs. We don't need anything. Those statements work when you have already understood how to take care of yourself. Because if we're going with the whole theory that I don't have any needs, and you are someone who is perpetually overgiven in relationships, which is the type of person who frequently ends up in unavailable situations where you are self-sacrificing, where you are Googling, is he or is she a narcissist? When you are asking yourself, why am I drained all the time and this person doesn't seem to care as much about me as I do about them? Where your focus is on them and they are on something else, even if it didn't initially seem like that. Why is this relevant? We do have needs as human beings. We do have needs as human beings. So if you're in the self-help space, if you're in the religious spiritual space, and these voices are like ride or die, you have no needs, we're going to take these thoughts and place them on the outside for right now. Because before you can state, before you can state that you have no needs, first let us fill your cup. First, let's be real clear what that even is first and foremost. Let you be full and whole on the inside, fully nourished. Then we can start maybe rolling into the camp of ride or die. How about ride or thrive, ladies? Okay? How about ride or thrive? Ride and thrive. Ride or die is BS in so many circumstances where we give that away. We give our loyalty to circumstances, people, places, and things that do not nourish us. And yes, that detract and take away from our ability to fully live the purpose that we were born with, given with, and are here to walk in and through and for. Okay, I'm preaching now. Can you hear me? (sighs) And this is the part I would like you to understand more than anything else. Why is this so important? All y'all out here looking on these lists, trying to figure out, and some of these examples too, let's give some examples of, you know, it can be in business, the inability to pay, unavailability, unwillingness to pay. It can be in relationships, the person who is never able to hang out with you, who's never able to share their emotions, where you feel like you have to fight for moments of their time. 
didn't used to be that way would happen in personal relationships with family. You may have a family member that struggles with addiction who's not clean or sober. And if they are, they still haven't done the emotional work to truly get to an emotionally whole place. For you in particular, did you know that when people engage in substance abuse of any sort, any dependency, that they have the emotional maturity of the age at which they began to abuse? So if someone's drinking really took off at age 15 and they're 45 and they haven't done the work, and let me tell you that work takes time, that's not a six-month journey, they are emotionally at age 15, okay? This is important to understand. More than all of this, though, why is this relevant for you? Because so much of the help and the self-help and the guidance is around trying to understand the other person and then defend yourself from them like, or, or how to successfully interact with these situations when they're not serving you. I'm not suggesting that if you are in a situation with someone that's unavailable, that you should or should not leave, that you need to end it or don't end it. You are the person that can make that decision for yourself. What I am wholeheartedly here to do is to put you front and center in a place you maybe have never been before and to understand the true cost of engaging in circumstances that do not let you breathe or thrive. And I'm going to read something from my journal, from my notes about what this is. Why? What is the true cost of emotional unavailability in your life as it relates to you as a creative with a higher purpose? My mentor asked me, what is emotional unavailability? I didn't know how to answer it simply. It only occurred to me afterwards that it means that the person, place, or thing cannot meet your needs. I can make a list of who this is. But the real question became, what are your beliefs, your values, and needs, Lalita? Because if you know this, you can begin to assess if that person can meet your needs. Why is meeting your needs so important in a world where stark self-reliance and spirituality reign? Because we're human. Spiritual practices leverage like-minded and like-practiced community. There's Sangha in the Buddhist tradition, there's church, there's fellowship, there's Friday nights within the Jewish faith. To believe you live in a vacuum and are not impacted by others is a fear of vulnerability, perfectionism, and of being close to others. It isn't true strength. It's a glorified way of being that has its roots in an unrealistic and unhealthy way of being. It exists in shades throughout the praised value systems of this culture. At the end of the day, you are worth your own healing and care. You have a purpose to be of service to others and to be of service to yourself. And if your needs are not met, you won't perform. Your specific needs and path may differ from someone else. Culture glorifies the lone wolf. When many lone wolves are loners temporarily, and they do so to find their pack. Be conscious of who you surround yourself with and know your required beliefs, values, and standards. To thrive, more of you as you truly are, balanced, radiant, and healthy, means a greater ability to give. Undermet needs mean limited impact. It also means depression. In the most serious of cases, it can mean suicide and death. 
It can mean turning to addiction to numb out the pain. You don't need to fixate on other people. Know you. And if you don't know you, that's for another episode. You have a purpose. And if you didn't know that, if no one told you that, but you know it to be true, you think it to be true, you want it to be true, it's true for you. And if you have a purpose, if you have a reason that you're here, multiple reasons, if you're a teacher like I am in this moment, if you're a guide, if there's a show you want to make, if there's something that you have learned, been through and are here to bring forth to others, if you consistently put yourself or find yourself in these situations, it eliminates your ability to walk your path. It obstructs your ability to perform You will not perform when your needs are not met. So these thoughts that go like, but I'm right or die and and, and I'm as strong and I can do it. And because of this, I'm going to stay with them. I'm going to take, it's not abuse. It's not neglect. It is. It absolutely is. If no one told you this, it absolutely is. And you will not perform at your peak. You will not thrive in your highest If you perpetuate this pattern. Now, in the other episode, I talk about different resources for those of you to find help if you find yourself consistently and compulsively in this situation, right? Why is it so valuable for you to live your purpose? It's important for you to live your purpose because you matter, because your voice matters. Because if no one ever told you this, you're radiant. And when you bring these gifts forth, there's someone meant to experience it. And the person and people and and earth and nature and sun and stars, the things that might be impacted by who you are may be from a ripple effect that you don't have immediate access or knowledge to now. But if you are stuck in trying to figure someone else out, if you are placing yourself in that prison of which there is no light, Mika, let me tell you, there is not any light there. I've lived in those places. You can have better. And if you think in this moment that, no, this is the best, this has to be the best, I understand that place too. And ask yourself, if it was possible, if anywhere in the world you might be able Is there the possibility that just maybe you might be a bit happier or a bit more successful? You might be able to fly with greater ease. And that greater ease doesn't make you weak. If that were a possibility, could it be a possibility for you, even just 1% in this situation, instead of compulsively seeking on the internet to try to figure out everyone else in your life? It's not going to change them. It's not going to make them see you they can probably barely see themselves, okay? Bringing you to the third point. Dun, 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 water. We love drinking the coconut water. Oh, Jess. It is a full 90 degrees in New York City. 90 degrees, what are we going to do? We're going to take our clothes off. We're going to have a party. We're going to have a naked nude party. These are very popular in New York. Everybody come. Nobody come to my house trying to be naked. If y'all show up at my house, not going to be pretty. Don't do it. Don't do it. 
I'm going to give you some ideas of unavailable people, okay? Because early on in my journey, and again, this is not, my goal in this is to show you when you seek to create intimacy and bring people into your inner circle who are unavailable, you are inviting people into your inner circle, the people that you will be most influenced by, who by definition will not influence you in a positive way, okay? There's no judgment against these people. It's irrelevant. But for you, not going to uplift you in the highest. And if you believe in yourself on any level, even just 1%, today let's lift it up to two because what I'm sharing with you today is possible. It is possible to have people in your life that believe in you, okay? I'm one of them. Here are some types of people and situations that are unavailable that you get to address, okay? And addressing sometimes just means creating distance and space by focusing on the things you can control and that nourish you. The things you're here to do and be, right? Joyfully. Anybody with an active addiction. It can be sex, alcohol, food, cocaine, heroin, pills. Anyone in active addiction is emotionally unavailable and cannot meet your needs or be present. And if you want to be in those situations, circumstances, and relationships, and you know this, ask yourself, what about this situation makes me feel good to be needed? Okay? People with active addiction may adamantly deny it. Go listen to episode number one about the nut theory and the allergy theory for you to understand what you're looking at even when people deny it. Okay? Denial is a huge part of addiction. For some of you, people who are in active recovery, if someone's in early recovery, meaning they are going to get clean, going to get sober, but they're very early on, people have told me first five years, there's different standards people go by. And even then, that's not certain. Again, go back to the nut theory and the allergy theory. People early on in recovery have not been in it long enough to do the emotional work necessary to become emotionally unavailable. Just because you stop the substance does not mean you magically wake up, okay? And you're magically available. Early recovery, they're not there. They are not able to meet your needs. Next. Next, y'all. Number three. And I feel like, y'all, I might catch some heat for these. This is my own experience. Take what you like and leave the rest. I'm here to help save some lives today and support you in walking your path. And if I can help steer you away from where I've been that has not served me and guide you to a higher sense of self-worth and higher waters, higher land, I'm going to do that. No shade, no heat, let's go. For some of you, people who have been in recovery for 20, 30 years, are clean, sober, all the things, that may not still work for you. That's a personal preference. They may be emotionally available and that still may not work for you. So that's going to be a personal preference. People who are in relationships with other people. If someone is married, if someone is recently divorced or just exited a very long-term relationship, unavailable. And you might say, well, Alita, like what's recent? It's been like a year. It depends on how they entered it. Again, how do you feel with it? My experience is it takes me, it took me multiple years to truly exit, you know, my civil union, that long, long, long-term relationship. So if they are married to someone, still dating someone, have not fully ended it or let go, in transition, if they are attached, 
mentally, emotionally, physically, in any way, shape, or form to someone else, not available next, right? Next. We're not here to negotiate next. If someone is in early stages or if someone had, who struggles with their mental health and they're not addressing it and they're not healing from it or they're not healed from it or it's not under control, so to speak, and they're still in the throes of that, emotional unavailability. They're still trying to figure themselves out up here. They're still on those crazy waves. They're not going to be available to you, beloved. Have grace, have love, but to expect them to carry you or to even be there for you in a way that they're not able to probably be there for themselves, okay? And shout outs to all the people struggling with their mental, emotional health because I get that and I see you and I send you love and light and support. Other examples of people who are emotionally unavailable. People who tell you they're emotionally unavailable, okay? If someone's telling you that, believe them. Don't think that you're just gonna have to go and change them overnight, right? Someone's telling you that. These are some examples of emotional unavailability, right? More than anything, more than anything, go back to episode one. You will know more about the person in front of you based on how you personally feel, based on what works for you than any list I could possibly give you. And this list is a quick little check mark to be like, hmm, if someone's in this experience, then maybe this may not work for me. Understanding your standards, understanding your goals. If you were an athlete, maybe you aren't are an athlete, pretend there's a coach that shows up and they look at you and they're like, okay, you as a person, what is it that you would require to do the best to thrive on this team? And treat yourself like that. What do you require to thrive? And if you don't have those standards for yourself, if no one taught you that, if that's just not in your realm of awareness or possibility. Continue to listen to episodes like this. Continue to reach out to people. Find mentorship. Find counseling, 12-step programs. You are worth your own healing. Sometimes on the journey, oftentimes on the journey to bringing our greatest gifts to the world so that other people can benefit because yes, we are that important. We get to heal such that we are the living example of the thing that we teach. Everything I'm speaking about today is from personal experience, massive amounts of self-awareness. Again, take what you like and leave the rest. I wish you an absolutely blessed journey. And I'm hoping that you know today, tomorrow, the next day, and in all the days forward, past, present, and future, how worthy you are of walking the path that you feel that you know is before you and in front of you, even if you don't fully know what all the steps are yet, okay? You're worth that. You are worth your own healing. You are worth bringing your voice and your dreams to the world. Those dreams are gifts. Those dreams are gifts, mija, okay? Sending you so much love. If this has been useful for you, if you find this information valuable, please share this with a friend or five that could benefit with someone who's looking to bring their dreams to the world, with someone that maybe struggles a bit with relationships on any level. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like subscribe, hit that little bell. It will let you know when future episodes come out. This is apparently important. And if you're listening to this on Leela, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. This helps me reach more people with these healing messages so that they can bring their true dreams and their true essence to the world because that's truly what I'm here to support. 
Thank you so much. It is an honor every week to show up in your inbox, your internet feeds, your social media feeds. I'm wishing you so much love and light and I will see you next week. Ciao. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please share this with 3515 of your fellow creatives with a higher calling, your fellow sensitive dreamers who are walking this path too. And connect. Follow me on Instagram at I am Lalita. And if you feel called to, shoot me an email, say hello. I love to hear from different listeners, get show ideas, and know that this is impacting you. And if you haven't had a chance yet, please subscribe. Subscribing lets me know that you love the content, that you love the messages, and it lets me know to keep going. Because just like you, I'm listening to my heart, following my dreams, and following my purpose. It is an honor every week to be on this journey with you. And thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.